Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? belt of truth. In this day and age, what's happened to truth? Uh, you know, remember when we looked at, at Pilate's discussion with uh, Jesus, truth. He said, what is truth? And it's the world. The world's saying the same thing these days. What is truth? It's relative. My personal truth is not your personal truth. Until you talk to these people and you say, okay, well, my personal truth is I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to steal everything you have and I'm going to beat you to a bloody pulp. And they're like, wait, no, 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 wait, that's my personal truth. What's wrong, buddy? <laughs> See, truth is not relative. Thank God truth exists, because I wouldn't get on an airplane if truth didn't exist. You know, mathematics, engineering, it's real. There's truth. Two plus two equals four, no matter what they try to tell you. Truth exists, but it's all rooted in Jesus Christ. All truth is in him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. God cannot lie because if he did, it'd be the truth. Do you understand? He's the source of truth. And all of our armor starts with truth. And every subsequent piece of armor is, is lined up with truth. Truth about ourselves, that we're sinful, that we need a savior. Truth about who God is. Truth about every piece of armor. We need truth. And in the Roman soldier's case, they had tunics, these robes that would go down just past the knee. And they would cinch them up with a belt so they didn't trip and fall during battle. It's the same for you and me. We need the truth of God so we don't trip and fall in battle. And so many Christians are destroyed because they don't know the word and because they don't understand God's truth. But then also the breastplate of righteousness. And I love this because the breastplate of righteousness, again, it's not our own. It's the righteousness of Christ. When you and I are saved, when we're born again, we receive his righteousness. When God looks upon you and me, he sees Jesus. And we're to remind ourselves in the spirit, we're to remind ourselves every day that that breastplate, that breastplate protects our lungs and our vital organs, the breath of life, but it also protects and guards our hearts. We understand who we are in Christ. And some of the worst advice you'll ever hear is, oh, trust your heart. Jeremiah 17 says the heart is deceitful and wicked above all things who can know it. So when somebody says, trust your heart, just look at them and say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but trust his heart. And understand, you're saved because of his righteousness, because of what he did. You're given his righteousness, not your own. You're clothed in that righteousness. And what I love about this is that it does guard our hearts. And it's able to protect us between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation is from the enemy. And when he bombards your heart with it, it drives you away from God. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But conviction's a good thing. When you sin, when you falter, God will convict you of that sin. And conviction drives you to him, to repentance. There's a big difference. And that's why we need this breastplate of righteousness. To remind us who we are and whose we are. And whose righteousness it is. It guards our hearts. The third piece of armor we're going to see protects our steps. Ephesians 6.15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now some misplace this. You know the social justice warriors. They try to say oh this is peace between man and man. 
Oh, we're going to have utopia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how has that worked so far in human history? So here's the thing. It's not. The gospel of peace is peace between God and man. Remember, we were the enemies of God. We were at enmity with God Almighty. The gospel is such amazing, incredible news because Jesus Christ signed a peace treaty in his blood. He made a way home for us. He took away that enmity. He took away, we are no longer the enemies of God, those who are, have received the free gift. Do you understand that? And last week we looked at the command that Jesus gave each one of us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're to put that on our feet and we're to go out into the world. Remember that translation means as you are going, as you're walking your Christian life, as you're walking in the world, as you're doing those things, preach the gospel to those around you. And let them understand it is a peace treaty between God and man. Now, a byproduct of that, many times, often, is when people are saved and they become Christians, peace between man usually happens. Although, if you look at some churches, it's not necessarily true, but it should be. But that is not the end. The end of it is that God is now at peace with man through Christ Jesus and that we have a way back home. That's the gospel of peace. That's true justice. But then we also see this. Verse 16, we're going to look at the shield of faith, and this is important. It says this, Ephesians 6, 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, it doesn't mean it's most important. What it means is that word, the translation there, above all, it means covering all. Faith covers all. First of all, we're saved by grace alone through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith, it's impossible. We looked at this. It's impossible to please God without faith. You must have faith. It covers all. And I love this, though, because faith as a shield is a beautiful thing. And it says that we'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Do you know in Roman times, these shields were rectangular. They had rounded corners. They were made of leather. With, they had metal on them, too. But they would soak them in water. They would drench them in water. So that when they would carry them into battle, the darts of the enemy, the arrows that were on fire, would immediately be extinguished. And I think that's such a beautiful picture for us because we are told that the water of the word, that the word of God is like water. And you and I are to saturate our faith with the water of the word of God. That we can easily see those, those darts be put out when they, you know those darts of the enemy? You know the thoughts maybe you're even having right now at me, you know, hey, hurry up, buddy, or whatever. You know the thoughts that come, the temptations that come, the things you hold on to, all of those darts of the enemy that you just hate. You don't even know why you have them. You could be just walking and then all of a sudden you have an evil thought. You know, I hate that person or whatever. And it's just out of the blue and you go, Lord, those are the darts of the enemy. He's constantly trying to bombard us. But here's what I love too. Because in those days, the Roman soldiers, they were built, these shields were built in such a way that they would lock together with the person next to you, with the soldier next to you. And they would be able, they were from, from the neck to the thigh, and they would be able to lock these shields together as a group, and they would move together as, as one unit. It's powerful when you think about that. Not only that, but then they could raise them above their heads when the archers from the enemy would send those fiery arrows. They could raise them above their heads, and it created a building effect where they would be under the shield, under, under the covering, and not be harmed. But they couldn't do it by themselves. It was as a group. You know, you can't do the Christian life by yourself. You're not an army of one. <laughs> he is, but we're in his army. You're not, a, you know, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. <laughs> when you think about that, and so younger people have no idea, but look it up. 
You can't do the Christian life by yourself. That's what fellowship is all about. We need each other. We need to interlock our shields. And then we see the next two pieces of armor, Ephesians 6, 17. It goes into this, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. They're connected, and I think for good reason. First, the helmet of salvation. Salvation's a free gift. And that we need to put on our minds, put on our heads, and remind ourselves every day. We didn't save ourselves. He saved us, and we're secure in Him. Because the enemy constantly tries to tell you and I that we're not saved. But we know the, the first battlefield is the mind. That's where every sin starts and that's where every temptation starts. That's where it starts, is right there in the mind. And I think it's appropriate that we need to wear that helmet to guard our minds. And it's linked with the Word of God because we need to renew our minds with the Word of God continually. And don't believe the lies of the enemy. One of my favorite sayings is, whenever the enemy reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. It's not good for him and it's great for us. This is the worst that's ever going to be for us, Christian. We are going home to something beautiful and more amazing than you could ever imagine or think. So keep that on your mind. Guard your thoughts. Don't let the enemy tear you down. Know who you are in Christ. Know why you were saved and what you were saved for. And know who's you, belong, who you are, who you belong to. You belong to the king of the universe. You're in his army. He's your general. He's your leader. He's your friend. He's your Abba. And so hold on to that, but also the word. We know that the sword here is so crucial. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You know, the word of God, the word here, though, for the word is Rima. Rima, which is that perfect word from the Lord when you need it at the exact moment. Have you ever been just praying in the Spirit, something happens and God gives you a word, or you're talking to a friend and he gives you a scripture and you don't even know, you didn't even realize you knew that scripture. <laughs> but the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit will bring into remembrance those things, but remember this, you can't remember it unless you can remember it. Is that profound? Let me explain. You have to have read it and studied it first to be able to remember something. Study the word. Know the Word of God. And also know this. This is not a broad sword like the one Jesus is going to be bringing on His second coming. This is a smaller sword, much sharper, a double-edged sword, a dagger. It's for hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's even equal to maybe a surgical knife. It's able to cut and slice and dice, so use it with care on those around you. But also in your own life, cut out all the junk that you don't need, all the strongholds and footholds. And know you can trust the Word of God. And the more that you're in the Word, the more the Word gets in you. And it's the only offensive weapon of the physical pieces of armor. But we need them. But then we're going to see the seventh piece to finish it up. The seventh piece of armor, which is spiritual in nature, but it needs to be applied physically. And that seventh piece, often overlooked, is prayer. As a younger Christian, I, man, I just wish. Have you ever thought, man, I wish I would have known so many different things when I was younger, when it comes to the Lord and my relationship with Him. I, I just... I didn't know the value of prayer. I didn't understand the value of prayer. Prayer is so important. But look at this, Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So the seventh piece is prayer. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.